The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo, do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All the smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I threw it up. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Do you enjoy the DWA podcast? Give us a little love and support us on Patreon and get some awesome bonuses like a weekly exclusive Patreon podcast, exclusive stickers, koozies, and discounts on everything in our store, early access to rallies and other DWA events, and much, much more. Um, yeah. It really helps us out if you become a patron of the podcast, and we hook you up with some really cool stuff. So join us now at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thanks. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. And I'm Brian. We're all talking this into our a, mics. We're all, yeah. we're all good. Yeah, I got a microphone. I got my mic on. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my recorder's going. Warren's a little good. rusty. Couldn't get on the Zoom today. Yeah. <sighs> kind of forgot hmm. how it all works. Whew. Ow. Yeah. Finally feeling it. It's like muscle memory, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. It is funny. I, I feel like, um, I wasn't able to join you guys on Wednesday because I was in Yosemite, which we'll get into, but, um, it's funny how that, just that alone, it feels like it's been a while since we podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, just those two days, right? Yeah. And then, uh, missing, like, I went on a drive. I think the day after we recorded, and it feels like a lifetime ago. Mm. It does, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, uh, what was that? So what that was, was last Friday, you're saying? Well, Father's Day was Saturday. I went on Father's Day. So, so Sunday. Saturday. Saturday? Sunday. Sunday? Sunday. Father's Day is a Sunday, Sunday. right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you went on Sunday, like on Father's ago. Day. Yeah. yeah, and that feels a long time ago, mm-hmm. but it's only been, a, you know. Well, when you go on a little vacation like that, it kind of like, yeah. Dude, just kind of like unplug. Kind of like, does that, the real bro. world, you know, dude. Just fucking yeah. let all the, like, my troubles kind of wash away. Uh-huh. And yeah, just bro. get back to nature for, I don't know, for an sure. hour. Dude, we we went on a little vacation one night. Uh. It was basically 24 hours, and it uh, we felt completely That does it, after. dude. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I, I love those. Yeah, that is like nice. we're driving home. It it feels like it's been forever. And then I I, I touch base with the people at work, and it's like, I, like uh-huh. no difference. And it's like, can't you tell? I've been gone. <laughs> I went Dude, on vacation. Like, Man, my bed feels so comfortable. so nice. So to be nice back to be home. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I did turn my phone on airplane mode for God, like twelve hours. One hundred and twenty-eight mm-hmm. messages when I turned it back on. Shut the fuck Ooh. up. Hundred. That has to be art. Twenty-eight text messages. <laughs> All art. There was some DWA stuff in there, so yeah, all art. 128? Did like a family member get injured or something? <laughs> I know. I was hoping for a death, to be honest with you, Brian. I was really... <laughs> well, something must justify this. <laughs> this must be a COVID update, or there's a protest happening somewhere or something. That reminds me, my unread um, mailbox on my phone oh. is at 90,336. Yes. Just to piss Rick okay, let me off. Ch- I'm at 20, 22.8. Check- okay. That's all I got. Uh, I'm at 
135,536. You know who had a lot? It was Ryan Barrett. Oh, really? Uh, One of the rallies we went on, I was, I don't know how it came up. We were at Paso Robles Inn. It was when uh, Kevin was rolling his fenders, as we all know from the video. 2018, that famous rally. And uh, we were sitting there bullshitting and for some reason work came up and he looked at his phone. He's like, oh God, I got emails. I'm like, let me see. And he... He showed me that. It was like, yeah, I think Brian, you might be there now. You're, you're passing him. You're surpassing That's pretty good, Brian. I did not check. expect that from you. I feel like you're a list I, guy and like, I know you have I feel a spreadsheet, like you're a spreadsheet of all the guy people. and you would just be like, you would be all about that too. Yeah. I mean, it's a, probably a deeper conversation, but I mean, it's the, these like life philosophies basically. And I'm a, I'm a don't touch it sort of, uh, philosophy where it's like, sure, I can archive it, but that's an extra touch. Like, yeah. I want to keep everything in there and be able to search anything at any time. Yeah. And I like that too. What, what so, what, what, what were our numbers again? I mean, what did you guys say? You said how many? Lane? I had 90,000. I'm at 90,000. And you're 20, 20, yeah, 22,000. So. But, uh, it doesn't hurt anything to have that number there, by the way. No. <laughs> it's just, uh, messages right. that, like, it's mostly junk mail. Like, yeah. there's stuff in my, my other folders. But, I, uh, I just have a lot of, there's people like Rick Deacon that, like, that is like, if they see that, they get like, disgusted and they start know, you know they're really mad and angry These yeah funny christina guy. every once in a while like she'll see my phone and just get stressed out <laughs> so one time <laughs> yeah. i i went yeah. to um mark all red you know you just go through all of it on the phone and it it would take some away and then like it couldn't do them all it was very slow yeah. to like process it so i had way more but i'm trying to like dude that's the thing i wouldn't away. even know how to go about getting rid of all those like and yeah. i don't want to take that time because it's not going to change anything in my life like it I might know, hurt exactly. it's, it's like you have to throw your phone in the river or something <laughs> yeah. but that's not even no, gonna do it. do it dude you get a brand new phone that'll have all those <laughs> But hopefully yeah. you're, you're on a nice vacation when you're in the river, so you feel like a little unplugged. You that's know? true. That's true. Everybody should have that satisfaction one day of just throwing their phone in the river. That's true. So, so I just texted Ryan with my numbers, uh, a screenshot of my unreads, and he said, LOL, you win. Oh, oh dang. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He was so we'll up there. Yeah, Brian, you might be the highest I've ever known. I've seen. You I, thought, send I that, thought I was pretty yeah, proud of my number, Rick. dude. We we're not that far off, but yeah, I am kind I of mean, blowing doors 40, off. Yeah, you're fucking fifty percent more than me. <laughs> kind of killing yeah. it. Killing it. I'm killing it. I gotta I gotta step I'm up my game, it. dude. I gotta start like signing up for more spam shit. <laughs> I know more newsletters. I don't even Brian know if that is, counts spam, but, does see, it? You were saying, I don't know. You were saying uh, he's the kind of guy that has lists and stuff. But he's yeah. also the kind of guy that signs up for mad newsletters. Oh, you're right, dude. dude you're so I do. right. Yeah. He's on, well, like, let's look at how many people we follow individually track, on Instagram. Every oh. track day he's ever been on. There's so messages. That's a good one, Brian. How many people do on, you follow on Instagram? How many people are you following? You guys say first. I follow 951. Uh, personal account you're yeah. talking about? Yeah. Um, four ninety. Whoa, Warren, two thousand three hundred three. <laughs> all his friends, so all his buddies, never, my closest friends. You never yeah. see anything going on. It's just like, I don't. I I'm very curious about that. Like, what is your algorithm, I'm look man? At arts, uh, I because bet how, art, how art has like twenty five. He like sticks it to like yeah. a certain number. He's like, no, because that's like. That's like yeah. the cool number to be at. Ninety nine. Like he like follows all these people, oh. so they follow him, and then he undoes yeah. it, so he drops it back he down. He has one hundred and eighty six. I bet that number's significant or something. You know, there's those people that yeah. only will follow a certain amount of people. So one eighty six. Yeah. I don't know. Is that something? One eighty seven is. This is art. 
Yeah. He's, it's probably something, an article you read on Gizmodo or something. Oh, and they were like, yeah. in order keep to it have under 200. the highest algorithm possible, you have to keep it under 190. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he's had to, he had to unfollow his mom and that's understandable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know? you gotta make choices. You gotta make choices. This is, this is about the gram. This isn't about the fam. This is about the gram. Exactly. Oh, sure. It's business. Dude, are you rhyming business over there, time. dude? <laughs> dude your new I'm, album? I'm refreshed. I'm yeah. refreshed. I dude, told you. You, you don't want to use all your material, dude. All I your, came all off your, the mountains. Come on, man. My joke book is full after just a quick trip. Oh, man. Two um, nights. I, before we get into the trips, I wanted to, just because I have it fresh on my mind, I wanted to bring up something that's very topical, so it's not something we usually do. Um, it's news related. Uh, yeah. Alex Uh-oh. Zanardi, dude. Do you guys hear about Alex Zanardi? Dude, no, poor guy. guy. You know who he is, obviously. Two time championship. You know, Legless, the famous shortcut at Laguna, Legless, right? Legless driver. You know, He's got an NSX named after yep. him. Uh, he was recently on um, the F F one podcast with Tom Clarkson. Really good podcast. Um, one little funny anecdote was like the guy who ran into him basically chopped, cut his legs off. His last name, like. Is I forget what his last name is, but is it in English? It translates slicer? to like cutter or slicer. Oh, God. Um, anyways, he was in a pedal. He does the hand pedal racing, oh, and he yeah, these guys. and he he won the Olympics. He got gold like in 2012 or something. So the guy is Dang. just like a model of like perseverance, and you know like uh, one one thing he said when he woke up in the hospital and he saw he had no legs, all he thought was, "God, I'm glad to be alive." Like and that's the most gnarly. Like that's like not what people usually with the model you know, of positive I mean, thinking. Yeah, yeah. dude is silver he's lining. Definitely, yeah. So, lived a great life since. So what happened? Anyways, he was in a um, he was in a pedal car race last week, last Friday. Um, got hit by a car or hit a car, and he's in an, he's in a coma, and they don't know if he'll ever wake up. Damn, dang, Schumacher style. Yeah, like they say, the injuries aren't as bad as Schumacher to the head and the eyes and everything, but. That doesn't mean anything. I mean, Schumacher, no. you know, but, you know, so, yeah. Dude, that's horrible. So Super early. During a race. Yeah. Super depressing, sad news, but it's definitely, he's one of the, I mean, he's, you know, the NSX. That's what you think about Zanardi. Yeah. Man. Well, he's, he's the guy that did that pass down the corkscrew, yeah, right? Yeah, the Zanardi yeah. line yeah. in the corkscrew, right? The Zanardi yeah. line, yeah. Yeah. Video game yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty awesome. I, I would encourage people to check out the interview on the F1. It, it's also weird that that just aired like a week ago, like a week before the accident. So it's like, you know, oh, wow. and it was the longest episode they've ever done. It was like two hours long. Um, but he's Where is he from? Argentina? I think he's, Spain? I believe he's, I thought he was Italian. Oh, is he Italian? Yeah, that I makes sense. So, Sinari. yeah. Yeah, I should know. Sinari. I just listened to the whole interview with him. But Yeah. Um, yeah. But that makes sense. yeah, anyways, yeah, on that note, bummer. Cool. Well, I guess that's the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, oh, well, um, hopefully Zanardi gets better and, uh, God dang, that sucks. Yeah. So, I mean, the guy just bad luck, right? That's like, that's awful. During a race, very bad luck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another, a funny story. My wife just reminded me of this story. I don't think I ever told it on the podcast. But when Phoebe was like, this has nothing to do with anything we're talking about, by the way. It was just a funny <laughs> story and it relates to the podcast. Um, when Phoebe was like three years old or something, um, there was basically these guys next door talking and she goes up to Heidi and goes, mommy, mommy, there's people next door podcasting. Just because <laughs> they were talking. Because they were talking. There's a bunch of guys talking. 
So she That's relates really talking guys talking to podcasting. So just <laughs> funny, you know. That poor kid. Really she funny. said yeah. to have we were podcasting from her like next to her bedroom yeah. basically for when she was years. born all late at night with beers and stuff. Poor kid. Poor yep. kid. Yeah. I hope she just won't remember it. It'll just be one of those weird things. I She's know, like, right? No, my dad had like friends yeah. over a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's already it's ingrained that she's saying the word podcasting. Mm-hmm. I know. I Andrew mean, says stuff like that when I get done. I'll go, "How was the podcast?" Yeah. <laughs> he'll ask my me. head will do that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> a four year old asking you. Do they say it like Brian says it? Podcast. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. And the other day when I went um, to meet Lane at the studio. Uh, we were grabbing some stuff. I got that rally shirt, by the way. Thank you, Lane. Mm-hmm. Wearing my rally shirt with pride. Nice. But Andrew asked, like, how's, how's Lane doing? Whoa. the studio. <laughs> that's funny, dude. <laughs> we always ask that. Uh, who was there, you know? Yeah, that's classic. Awesome. Who, who was there? That's funny. That is funny. Um, um, I just went to our buddy Clark Sopper's place, Round Cat Racing. Oh, no way. Yeah. Is he in there? Um, yeah, he's there hanging out with his girlfriend. Um, cool. Kicking it. Um, I ran into him on my drive. Well, not literally, thank God. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, he lives right up there. I was, I was coming down the mountain, and he was coming up in his red NSX. Oh, cool. Not as an Zanardi edition, but it was red. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool car, um, for sure. Yeah. Easy. What were you doing, Lane? Oh, I was just checking out. Just I, checking it um, out? I've still never been there. Oh, really? Yeah, it's cool. I had to pick something up, and then um, I dropped him off like a Moto Compo print. And, uh, oh, yeah. I saw he, that. That was a rad print. Thanks. It's cool because it's like scale, so it's all tiny. Um, right. He, uh, yeah, he was just busy working. We were shooting the shit, um, talking about stuff, but, uh, they just rented out their center place to oh. some, someone. And I mentioned that we were, we would have been interested. You know, he's like, yeah, I totally drew a blank, like whatever. It was like COVID had just happened. It was like, you know, I was like stressing about it. They had a CBD place that was there. And that was a uh, bigger one. That was a pretty big 2,400 shop. square feet. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And the, but he did say the, the one next to them should be available. Like they're still waiting. You know, those people are waiting for their construction to be done, but yeah, that's coming up somewhat soon. Um, I'm so, glad you reminded him. Yeah, for sure. Um, Dang. but yeah, he has all his motocompos out and his mini trucks and he's all. got such a rad scene. <laughs> that, that spot is so rad. Yeah. It's, I really got to check it out. And the fact that he collects, K trucks, you know, tiny yeah. cars that he can have like five of them inside yeah, yeah. Of this little warehouse without a problem. Well, and his little like S eight hundreds in there. I know, and it's, it's just perfect. like all these little tiny cars, dude. You can just like pick yeah. up. You feel like you could just stack them up on top of each other and stuff. It's <laughs> so cool. Um, oh, but yeah, their little their little spots cool. They haven't really done much. I mean, it's like I mean with like COVID and everything, but uh, they've been chilling. Place pretty much looks the same. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. They're selling some. Uh, he gave me some cool stickers. Nice. So, yeah. He said they were. You were taking a drive up to Pescadero for the day, which I was like, man, that's that's what you got to do. Nice sunny day. Mm-hmm. Hop in the NSX, drive up the coast. Yeah, it's a beauty. Yep. Yeah. So um, that was uh, Father's Day, and I was driving the E30 after <laughs> reinstalling the 14-inch wheels and tires. Took that up the up the mountains. Man, I. I really, uh, we, I think we take our mountain roads for granted. Well, <laughs> you forget great, how good, right? like some it's of just the, like, yeah. I drove that route for four years when I was commuting over the hill in my Mark II GTI. And so I got kind of just tired of it and it was just a normal road. And I bet highway 17 is the same thing for most people. It's just a chore. And then if you get it on the right time, 
uh, man, so good. Super, super good. And it was like a perfect day. Beautiful. Did you go all there. the way so, up to, to like the store? To the summit. Oh, you yeah. went to the, yeah. Went to the summit and then kind of went slow through the neighborhoods on the top of the hill. Actually, where uh, we went on that drive where Brian's GTI oh. blew a radiator hose. Yeah. Um, that one day. Uh-huh. And I stopped at that, mm-hmm. that little church yep. and then cruised back down. But yeah, it's just perfect. Anyways, the car is great. Um, I'm very happy to be back on some compliant rubber and handling's good. There's just all good things. Rides a little higher. Feels good. So that's where we are in E30 land. How do you feel about the gray wheels as opposed to the silver? I don't love them. Yeah, I, yeah I, not like, like, I like silver better. I like the contrast. Yeah, I like, the, I like a contrast. I think if I was going to do it again, I'd want it even more of like a bright silver because this yeah. last one that I painted was basically like a a matte, you know. It was that kind typical wheel paint. Wheel paint. Where you want to have like more of a, almost like a gloss finish silver, like a bright a bright silver basically, yeah. Which is essentially what the 15-inch the wheels that I, I bought yeah. are painted and have clear on them so they look like really nice mm-hmm. and they pop. So, and uh, tell me this, can you get, I mean, you could probably, for a reasonable price, if you knew a guy at a paint shop, uh, just say, hey, next time you're getting silver, let me know. And you pull some tires off and, and, and have them spray it with real paint. Yeah. Well, and then maybe even do the clear coat. And then is there a point where you could finish the wheels in something that you could basically like pressure wash them off and, and yeah, they do. you know, they would just be really durable, right? They do that ceramic coating stuff. Um, is ceramic coating enough though for I that sort of thing? I also don't I want know to clean brake dust yeah, by, they, by pressure they, washing. That's what they, they, they claim. They claim that, that works really well. Like basically your wheels don't get as dirty when they're ceramic coated. Yeah. They're like, you, you, you can like air blow blow them off. I mean, and, the best uh, bet would be powder coating, right? Like just find that's, out. Find that's a what batch I was just gonna say because I don't Except think it changes. It's not good for wheels. No, it's fine, dude. Maybe for like racing applications, it's not good. I don't. I don't know exactly, no. but I also know that regular automotive paint isn't great for wheels. Oh, really? Either, yeah, because it's got to have some heat. It needs tolerance. to be heat. Yeah, right. So yeah, I think if it was a really expensive wheel, you might not want to powder coat it because I think it does hurt the you you're baking them. You have to bake them, right? In yeah, oven. there's some temperature that you bake it at and, and that's if a, you look at the way aluminum wheels work, then it's enough to like change the way it's right. all. Right. So the aluminum's arranged in there. I'm sure it'd be fine be on your 14-inch BBS wheels like you'd be probably. totally fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably. I wouldn't worry about it. I, w- I don't know if I'd do them on like forged hres or something you know powder coat can look a little weird too though because you lose some detail right because of the thickness yeah but i guess that's what i'm talking about is you're 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 you know adding layers there yeah to to make it easier to more durable and easier to clean right right yeah i think i'd want like a bright silver regardless of what style but um this is fine for now i mean they look clean and it's you know rally car and don't have to really think about it too much. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, the real question is, do I just keep these momentarily and look for better rubber for the 15s and go back to that? It's all up that's, to you, That's kind of, I, I know. I know. Well, right now it's like, so I have brand new, basically brand new tires on the 14s and they feel great. So then, it's hard. Yeah. If you I'm don't, just gonna if rock you those like the look, then who cares, right? Well, yeah. the beauty of having two sets of wheels is you can think about it for a while yeah exactly there's you can wait in- for the right thing to come along like it, or needs i mean you do have the option of uh i don't know you're 
uh, I've always been wanting to get you out to track day. Now you have an extra set of wheels. That's All true. you need is maybe a used set of sticky rubber and toss those things on, and then yeah. you, you can swap Go back hammer, and forth. Hammer them around yeah. without worrying about it. Yeah. It's nice exactly. to have that. I mean, I do have another set of BBSs, uh, 14 inches in my backyard, but I, one of them needed some work and just not perfect. So they're more of like backup wheels. But uh-huh. yeah, so that's all good. And the rear shock tower mount repair is is dialed. That feels all good. So yeah, E30 is pretty much back to back Rally to business. form. Yeah, ready to get lanes 944 fixed so we can, uh, you know, mm-hmm. 80s glory. And my car is in the shop right now, so hopefully, oh. yeah, hopefully it gets fixed. Ooh. I dropped it off the other day. What? Is there nice. any... Uh, nope. What did you tell him? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> or did you just, like, throw the keys and run yeah. away and be like, I don't want to hear Dude, it. Don't, no, 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 no. yeah, I was, like, talking to Mario at Fastlane, and I was like, all right, so here's the deal. <laughs> so Here's the, you were whispering. I'm like, yeah. So the thumb. I'm like Garth Brooks in that new his new documentary. I don't know if you guys checked that that piece no. out. No. Oh no. shit! Uh, I love me some Garth Brooks. Oh, though. Man, I do you want to hear everything sound like the most important thing ever to happen to the man? Listen to Garth. I don't think I want to watch this movie because I don't want to ruin it for myself. Dan. I, I uh, my, uh, my wife said to me, I'll, "Do you want to get chicken for dinner, or do you want to get steak?" And I was like, "That's a that's a real good question." <laughs> dude, it is gnarly, <laughs> dude. Everything is like. How long he, is this movie? It's a documentary, a multi-part documentary, and he Ten whispers. Hours. He whispers everything he says, like he's saying something really important. I saw an outtake, but oh, I didn't man. realize the whole movie was like. It, that. It's it's great. He is batshit, dude. He's no. nuts, dude. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> um, so I called up. I talked to Mario, and I was like, "So here's the deal." So it's louder than it was before. Here's the deal, man. Um, it's louder than it deal. was before. So maybe you'll have an easier time diagnosing it. Da da da. Um, you know, it could be. Was that know. the noise it makes? Da da da. Or is it that was just the noise it was actually, yeah. and it's the way I moved on to my next uh, point. <laughs> <laughs> but his he, segue. He um, yeah, he basically knows what's up. He just like do whatever. You know, take your time. Kind of like try one thing one day, try one thing in the next. Figure it out. Um, it's a transaxle. We'll get a transaxle. You know, yeah. kind of figure out what it is and just, like. Got to fix it. Fix it, you know, basically. So he know he knows what's up. Um, yeah, that's so, cool. I don't know. Hopefully sooner than later. But I'm not, like, I'm definitely not, like, oh, calling him every day to ask what's up, you know? <laughs> well, how long's it been? Mm, well, I dropped off on take your Tuesday. Time. It's Thursday today, so. Or yeah, yeah. Is, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a couple. Yeah, so he's do he's do a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, not no pressure here. Just checking in. Yep. He was no rush. Daily check. Is it done though? But also no rush. <laughs> just take your time and really just. <laughs> he's doing. It's really not a big deal. I just you know I just got to go on a drive tomorrow, <laughs> and so if you get to have it ready tonight, I mean, it'd yeah, be exactly, nice. Exactly. He's doing a. And full... is there a discount if it takes longer? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <or? laughs> he's doing a full like uh, suspension, um, uh, restoration slash like. Uh, upgrade on Travis's, my brother Travis's 914, the blue one, the blue 914. Oh, so two liter. it's an all skeleton shop right now. Yeah, <laughs> basically. He's doing, uh, brand new Bilstein's. Um, he's doing elephant racing, like sway bar stuff that's, and mounts. That's a pretty and good stuff. brand. Super banky. And then he's doing, uh, turbo tie rods and new ball joints and kind of like refurbing the whole suspension. 
Jesus. That's great. Yeah. Wow. And that's the blue car. That's the blue car. And I'm like, but do you have that stuff on your that. red car? He's like, no, but I want to. selling the blue one and keeping the red one. Yeah, I don't know what's happening with that yeah. kid. I think he just 2914 like, Bandit. I know. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's you don't really make those investments unless you're going to keep it for sure. I know. He's like, well, it's what everyone wants when you sell it anyways. I'm like, yeah, but you're not going to get your money out. Like, you know, you don't get one to one. You get like maybe 50% if you're lucky, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't and realize people want people like, are scared to modify things. I was going to say, still, I thought 914s are kind of a purist thing yeah, for a lot of Porsches aren't very purist, right? Like for the most that's part, that's true. They're not yeah, very purist, true. like in that in that aspect. Like it's acceptable to like do modifications for performance. Yeah, but you're right about the the value. You're not going to see that coming back. Everyone no, wants a deal dude. when they're buying. Yeah, so, dude, especially right you now. You figure if he's spending twenty five hundred bucks or something like. You know, figure selling it for twenty five hundred bucks less, you'd totally get it out if you're just like need shocks. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Anyways, I'll, but I don't know what the condition of the suspension was before. Was it just tattered? I mean, I mean it needed shocks for sure. Needed everything. Yeah. Yep. Well, maybe he'll enjoy it for a little bit and then get his smiles for per dollar, <laughs> smiles per gallon or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It seems like you would want to do. I, I I'm thinking like you know experiment with the parts first, see if they're the right ones. But you don't do that with like the high dollar parts. Oh right. Like you, you go like, straight to the red. I know, one. dude. You, you went to Elephant it. Racing, which is like I've been. I, if you guys have been, you guys probably haven't been on the website because you know Porsches. But like, if you go on that website, you're yeah, like, holy shit! Like, like for the 944, yeah. you're like the rear fucking bushing, whatever this spherical spherical joint bushing whatever thing is like oh it's 800 bucks like holy Jeez. shit you know it's like everything we had a customer is crazy price with a boxster race car or you know track track day car and he had all elephant stuff and i was impressed by the quality but man i had no idea it was that expensive yeah it's bad in fact dude. it sounded like kind of silly just yeah. the name yeah 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 so another it billy, does yeah billy right coming at me oh you know? billy right. boat's the worst name ever though <laughs> but they're still killing it oh yeah have a good reputation I, for sure i think uh and i think lee keen was mentioning that he's elephant, elephant stuff yeah, right on his cars top notch i mean and they're local it's like us. they're silicon Valley, oh really yeah. no way um yeah, that's uh, cool. john, our friend john bullock was looking at getting a job with them actually oh that's but right the commute was a little, a little further than he wanted so and it's just like a little tiny outfit that just does great great yeah. stuff um yeah and i think uh, yeah i think the other like the uh, the 911 rally cars, whoever that, uh, Lee mentioned. Oh, another they got Tuttle. 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 Yeah, yeah I think they use yeah, elephant yeah. stuff. I mean, yeah. England, yeah, it's good stuff, dude. Like, it's kind of like no yeah. compromise, um, quality. So, you know, the price is very high. Uh, yeah. And they obviously want to, they hire like real engineers to engineer stuff. You know, it's like, mm, it's right, like a, right. it's pretty legit shit, but, um, yeah. it definitely is not like, the cheap way to go. So, Damn. Yeah. Well, good well, um, speaking of legit shit and cheap ways to go, uh, I've got several, uh, project updates, but I'm going to start with the one that I'd be in danger of forgetting. Um, my corner marker is back in. Uh -huh. Where's this picture, dude? It's got a zip tie on there uh, too. Exposed. <laughs> exposed. It better not be exposed. No. It's exposed oh. all over the front. Oh, you gotta post that. Yeah. You, okay, that I will. Bullshit. <laughs> Good yeah. God. Um, yeah, I have to. I have to pose it. 
uh, post it. I, I, you can see why I might have been hesitant to do that, but um, yeah. <laughs> what, so uh, I talk your about reputation, I, reputation, dude. Just like nah, I'm not, I, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, it was actually just a little dark when I did it, so that's why I didn't take a picture right away. But um, yeah, it's like this whole light fiasco uh you know i I'm, I'm getting the little brackets and and then i think i mentioned last podcast like oh wait it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not any of those brackets it's this little uh this single connection that's on top um and so then after that podcast i went out and looked at the car it was immediately after um and then the the only thing that that top bolt goes into is the bracket off the light uh and so that's the one where there's no ordering brackets online uh, to replace it, you you either replace the whole light or you JB weld a little angle mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. And well, I, you know, getting into a JB weld project, I was just like, no, you know, I, sure I can, and I reserve the right to do that later. But uh, <laughs> seeing that I have right. the pieces and they're not the right ones, and I need, you know, it's going to be this little project. So it's, it's on like, the mark. I, it's I, on I just the, need to get the, it on. The corner light itself has the part that you need, but it's broken. Uh, no, the t- tab on the on light the car side is broken on the car side. I, uh, that's what I, the headlight. And the headlight. Oh, okay. Headlight. The 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 corner marker mounts to the headlight, and, the headlight. and it's the bracket on the headlight is, that's broken. And it's built Got into it. the headlight. That's right. Gotcha. Yeah. And the headlights and are expensive because they're xenon. Those are xenon, or they're like five hundred bucks yeah. or more for yeah. a used set. I found a used set. The yeah. guy was selling them in Napa. He wouldn't ship them either, so that's I would have to drive up there. Five hundred bucks. No, wow. those were the real Bosch ones. I think mine are knockoffs, which I could probably get for. I don't. I should probably. Oh, yours know. are aftermarket. I think so, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think he converted it. Oh, so they're like, what's that brand? Depot? HIDs. Yes. Depot, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, what do they go for on, like, uh, what's that site that's... Uh, I should probably look. Who's that, who's that company that I think it's like gives warranties for life or whatever? FCP Euro. Maybe they have. Yeah. Ooh. So, Brian, I don't I know, know if you that. know about FCP Euro, but um, if you buy oil from them, it's guaranteed for yeah. life. So you just send in your old oil and you get new oil. That's what? the same expression yeah. I gave Brian. A lifetime warranty on real. everything they sell, including brake, brake pads. pads. So you like you order new brake pads, they'll send you new brake pads, and then you send your old ones back, and they they refund you, credit you. I don't believe it's true. I, I know we had on Radwood. We talked to the main marketing guy. Yep, and he said, "Yeah, it Oil. sounds crazy, but this is true." And so this is something they want us to advertise. Uh, it's, they it's, are totally advertising yeah. it. They are pushing it. It's like they're because I will getting, definitely buy brake pads from them. Their next way time. of go, oh, man. This is Brian's dream oh right here. Like, and, I mean, or rotors. Really, yeah. rotors are the thing. I know because I'm going to be burnt. Yeah, oh, but I mean, like consumables, oil, oil. Look <laughs> at brake so fluid, weird. spark plugs, <laughs> spark plugs. Oh. We spark plugs tires. And uh, can you buy tires? No, they don't just sell tires. But if they did, they would be covered. I mean, if they're covering brake pads, Jesus Christ. It's like the Costco of BMW parts. Yeah. I mean, uh, for a track car or something, this sounds like too good to be true. It does sound too good to be true. But then again, who is actually taking the time to send back oil? I mean, really? It's like just a way to get you in the door. weird shipping thing, yeah. And... Yeah, the people taking advantage of it, it's going to be a very small number. And, and when I'm talking about brake rotors, significant shipping costs huge. on those probably. Yeah, huge. but if you're shipping ground, like, I mean, it's definitely worth it. 
I guess. Yeah, it depends Dude, on the car. You spend twenty bucks to ship back brake pads for for. And where Dude. where are they? They're in SoCal. No, no. Um, nope. Well, they're in Philadelphia or in Pennsylvania, oh. right? Yeah, uh, uh, upstate. It used to be called what were they used to call Warren? FCP Groton. Yeah, so it's Groton, Groton. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Oh, but they have another distribution spot somewhere. But uh, mm. yeah, I mean, for like That's a three, good to know. three piece rotor for let's say like an you know AMG Mercedes or something. They're fucking so expensive. Yeah, or I mean, cost on it's or, like yeah. five hundred bucks a rotor, mm-hmm. something like that. So, and those they wear out. They get grooves and stuff. And every time you do a brake job, you have to replace the rotors. So, if you're really doing that enough, I mean, one one time, it's worth the shipping. Oh yeah, Dude, even right. if shipping's a right. hundred, whatever. If shipping, you're if you have two thousand yeah. dollars worth of rotors. <laughs> shipping that has was, to be two thousand dollars for it to make sense. I mean, that's a legit number. Is like five hundred bucks cost for a brake rotor? Yeah, and I'm sure Porsche is no different. Well, I'm not even talking about a ceramic. That's a whole other. No, thing, but, but it's just like standard 911s, like like nine nine six. Let's say I've done those, and like they're bank, dude. Like two hundred over two hundred bucks a rotor, you know? Yeah, yeah, thousand thousands of dollars for a brake job. Yeah, and I'm thinking like my whole BMW cooling system. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like if you had bought all that stuff from them and then next time if you have the car still and you're yeah. doing it again, I mean, yeah, that was 100% he was saying, yes, this is true. Yeah, and he even said like, well, at first we would have, they would have to send it back, then we send the part, but now we'll just like, you order the part and then you send it back after you replace it and then we give you a, a you know, we give you credit. the credit. You won't get your credit until the part's back. Yeah, but, but like they're yeah. like compensating. That's a, that's a pro tip. Yeah. It's crazy. He said when he started working there, he's like, what? What are you, what are you guys talking yeah, he about? He tried like, to convince the yeah. the CEO or something. He's like, this is ridiculous. You can't. And he's a racer. So he's like, you can't do this. This is a bad idea. And he's like, no, no, I think it'll work. Yeah. The guy and, won. This guy we were talking to won the, uh, what is that series, uh, Warren? It's super f- rad, dude. It's like, it's like endurance. G- it's the GTIs <sighs> with the huge flared fenders factory. Brand, Brand new. new. Like Mark 7. Golf. Golf. Golf Where, Racing in Europe no, or something? It's, it's in the States. It's racing here. I forget. It's so a really cool. simple name like um, R Class or something. I forget. Like, hmm. you'll later probably look it up. But Well, what it, what kind of race? Is it road course yeah. racing? Yeah, road course it? endurance. And they, they won the championship in a new golf. I don't even know if it's a golf R technically, but. No, um, it's a it's GTI because like, it's front wheel drive. GTI, right, right. Yeah. And uh, they run like a spec uh, Volkswagen race car. So it's all Volkswagen motorsport, um, parts and stuff on it. Hmm. And, um, yeah, cool guy. Really into, into his, uh, racing scene. Brian, how cool. Um, so anyways, well, so I fixed my light, right? So that's nah, good forever. No, no, Zip tie is no, good. Definitely not fixed. Go so on. that's, that's project update. Number one. Nice. Oh, dude. nice. Oh, that's dope, dude. Those are wild, wild flares. That's a factory, that car. A factory car. Really wide tire on the body back. And white, that thing. Dude. I think they're, he that's said they're awesome. only like 90 grand, which only I'm throwing an only, but I mean, it's a full factory, like yeah. roll cage. Relative, relatively speaking. Yeah. yeah and totally he said dialed. like they, they're still on the original turbo and it's like three year old car, two year old car or something like two seasons of racing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Blast. That's funny. I, I randomly just ended up reading an article. Gosh, I forget this writer's name. He's the one with shaggy hair and he plays guitar a lot, but, uh, kind of like, uh, Johnny Lieberman? truth about cars guy. Oh, Truth about cars guy. Oh, uh, Baruth, Jack Baruth. Baruth. I randomly read an article by Baruth like 
from like 2013 or 2015 talking about this exact thing, how now all of the uh, race classes are turning into these factory cars. Um, and uh, it's, it's basically an article about, uh, you know, gentlemen racers and you come in, you pay a ton of money to be able to race for a weekend. And, uh, this new idea of just buying body and white factory cars is great. Uh, well, he, he, at the end of the day, he's saying it's bad because you lose all the homebrew cars that are typically out in the race fields. Uh, but, um, it's good for everybody because the people running the race teams have these reliable chassis with everything's known about them and you can just buy parts and you get factory support. Uh, and it's good for the gentleman racers because they're out there. They have a reliable car to work with. There are no DNFs or way fewer DNFs due to weird, you know, one-off parts, right? Um, and, uh, the, you know, this GTI that you're showing is an example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a super cool class. I mean... Yeah. So Brian, before we interrupt you, you said you fix your headlamp or your your tail, yeah. whatever corner light. Haha. Um, what what else? You had another update? Um, yeah. So uh, I picked up um new wheels. New wheels. Yes. Whoa, new. Brand new. What'd you get? Well, actually, kind of. Oh. Um. So if you'll remember a post uh from a while ago. Um, I was kind of like poking around to see what the go-to was. Yeah. Um, yeah you're looking at Apex, right? I was, yeah, because that's like... Pretty standard uh, BMW th- upgrade. Yeah, they have they have great fitment for BMWs. Um, and and for some reason, you know, not, not many do. Like, specifically, I was looking to stay with 17-inch. And so 17-inch with the right offset and everything and a reasonable price, it, uh, for some reason, it was a little harder to find. But Apex dials it. They they do everything for the BMWs, like, you know, the good offsets and they have great like, uh, fitment guides and everything. And they're classic, classic styles. Um, yeah, but, simple. uh, yeah, I ended up going a completely different route. <laughs> it's super random too. Like, uh, um, I was talking about easy to clean, uh, relatively lightweight, um, uh, you know, just nice looking, simple wheels. I ended up going with, um, braid rally cross wheels. Oh, so this is like multi-spoke like, multi-spoke. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's like 17 eight, inch, uh, 17 inch, um, uh, in white. Okay. <laughs> on your street car stock. Uh, on car. My, yeah. On my street car. Uh-huh. Uh, they're 17 by eights. Um, and they're not light. <laughs> they're you, like have you 20 met pounds before in cleaning wheels. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, this is so when I'm talking about this, uh, um, the uh, coating. what's it called? The, the magic yeah. coating. Well, no, yeah, being able to uh, hose them off basically, yeah. or, or or pressure washer. I'm gonna. I, I want to find out if it's an option, but yeah, they're they're uh, the multi-spoke. Like you know, I think they're they're pretty well designed as far as cleaning goes but um i'm gonna have to clean them way more is often that the, with this color are those the same wheels peter b has on his uh I, I think it's the same i think it's the same oh, wheel. Yeah. so he had those, those ceramic yeah. coated by kevin yeah which i should do asap um i'm i'm getting tires mounted on them already but i think that'll be fine mm. uh he can do it so how much do they weigh the 17 inch wheels on. uh they're like um 19 and change that's not bad 
lighter than well, the factory. My, fa- my my factory wheels are like twenty two yeah, or yeah. something. So lighter than factory, yeah. So yeah. But then the apex wheels are like sixteen, seventeen pounds. Oh, for seventeens, mm. really? Yeah. Mm. So um uh, what I was getting into was, uh, I just, I've been getting into some rally threads here and there, just like chatting with people, um, about different equipment and everything, uh, like stage rally stuff for whatever reason. Um, and, uh, you know, the braid wheels keeps coming up and I just looked on the website. I was like inquiring about something and it turns out this dude, Paul, who runs braid USA, um, we we were just chatting and I was just kind of asking about whatever. And he's like, Oh, actually I have a set of five by one twenty uh, wheels. Uh, and here's the offset. Um, the only thing that doesn't match is the center bore. Uh, it's a smaller center bore. So, you know, we went back and forth for a little bit. We're doing the measurements, seeing if the offset's going to work and all that stuff and trying to think of what to do for the center bore. And um, as long as I have wheel spacers that are flat, uh, that are above the lip, uh, of, of the hub, then I'd be fine. Mm. Um, and so, uh, you know, now we're getting into several project car updates here. Uh, I went to Blaine Fab over the past week and cut out some, uh, wheel spacers. It was actually right when you were talking about it, Wham. Oh, nice. Um, and, uh, you know, choices there are half inch aluminum stock or three quarter inch aluminum stock. And it, by calculations, it seems like three quarters, like just barely right there. Um, but, uh, I'm rolling the fenders almost as we speak. Uh. I just uh, posted a photo. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pick up the wheel spacers from Blaine because I had him fin- finish up the, uh, final bits, uh, because I ran out of time. Um, and then the wheels are over at BTM and I've got to get the car over there to, uh, get those mounted up and then uh, I'm going to have them realign the thing based on our previous conversations. And, um, and then we'll see, I haven't even seen a picture of the wheels yet <laughs> like oh, wow. before getting them. But, uh, Paul at braid, he, he didn't really have a use for them. They were just, uh, you know, the takeoffs that the guy went a different direction and yeah, yeah, they were returned and I, I don't even think they were ever used. Huh. Um, but uh, you know, we worked out a discount and everything and uh, so I'm going to see how it goes. White nice. wheels. It's it's pretty dramatic. Yeah, dude. They don't look good dirty. I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah. They look really good clean. Uh, that's what I should say. They look really good clean. Well, I like white wheels. I like that, white wheels on a red car. Even uh, that. Yeah. So the white wheel thing, I mean, even clean, it's... it's pr- right now, my car is as stealthy as it gets. Yeah. It's on the factory silver wheels. Yep. White is the opposite of stealthy. It's yeah. going to stick out quite a bit. And like, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure yet how I feel about it. I'm su- super excited to get into a brand of wheel that's like well known to be just like, like cream of the crop. Like they make a great wheel. It's mm-hmm. a, it's, it's well built and I'm super excited about that. And, and, uh, that's kind of like making it where I don't really care so much like how what, about the looks like I'm just you know down to get a good wheel and see see how it goes but it might be a little flashy for me we'll find out yeah well you have the old ones to always put back I mean yeah if you had to yeah that's easy yeah. to do unless I unless I want to sell them just because I don't want to hold on to them but I'm, I'm definitely going to keep them for a little bit and see yeah yeah feel them out uh, so yeah. would you so, say the whisks were they're eight inch all around yeah. Cool. So my current ones are eight and a half inch. Oh. Um, but 
and so I was initially looking for a 17 by nine, but it was crazy. Like the braid wheels, it was like 330 bucks for a 17 and 17 by eight. And then like 900 bucks Whoa. per wheel for 17 by nine. And it's just that the nine inch wide wheel, that's just not common for like rally rally cross, any of the, any of the cars that are, uh, you know, putting uh, rally style tires on, they just don't go wide like that. Um, and when you look at it, I'm running two forty fives uh, all the way around, um, and an eight inch wide wheel is is the right size wheel for a two forty five. So even my eight and a half, you, it, it's it's flared out a little bit. Oh, so um, it'll look better so, on the wheel. Yeah, depending on your preferences. Um, oh. uh, it, yeah, it it seems like it should be that should. Give me a little more sidewall, yeah, exactly. really. Yeah, so that's that's a good thing. Well, it'll give you um, that little bit of like, yeah, rather than like, it'll give you the opposite of stretch, right? Which looks good, right? In right. I think in all of our opinion, like a little yeah, beefiness yeah. to your to your exactly. your tire. Yeah, <clears throat> a little rounder and then, sidewall. Uh, yeah, and so um, part of part of the uh, research that I had to go into it was um, I needed a flat spacer. Because uh, so all BMW spacers are uh, the hub centric stuff, but like I just mentioned, so this is a 66 millimeter center bore rather than. And by the way, it, the the fitment was for a Chevy Equinox. What? So a guy bought these rally wheels well, for a Chevy Equinox. That's cool. So weird. You could uh, really weird. You could also and by the way, bore out the centers. I mean, that's a thing. Um, it is. So I was looking at that and I was actually, you know, they had the capability to do that, yeah. but setting that all up was going to be more expensive gotcha. than just doing the wheel spacers. Yeah. But, um, try to find a, a BMW wheel spacer without the little lip, this, uh, and, and, um, you know, I just couldn't. And I even got to the point where forwarded between a few different people until I got to like the source for wheel spacers with that supply. Like a lot of the other people, they're outfit up in Reno and I forget the name off the top of my head, but you can go in and you can custom order anything you want and it'll all laser cut the stuff. And it's like by every millimeter you could go up. Um, but they had, it was a wait time of like two weeks due to COVID. Um, and, uh, you know, they're like 150 bucks plus shipping and all this stuff. And, uh, so it added up pretty quick. Um, but that's where I was at to be able to get a flat wheel spacer for this. Um, so instead, yeah, I just called up Alan and went over to his place and, um, uh, the, I was going to do half inch, which was going to be a little bit further inset than my wheels are now. Um, and it was going to be just, oh, if it was literally like, uh, to the fraction of a millimeter over the hub, it was actually not quite. Um, uh, cause, uh, yeah, it was like, uh, half of an inch, um, I don't know, whatever it was, 12.5 millimeters. And I needed to be like 12.6 or something over the hub. Uh, uh, but then it turned out he had some random three quarter inch stock hanging, hanging around in the shop, uh, that was actually used for something else. Um, the only problem with that is it's a ma major pain in the ass to make the three quarter inch spacers. Cause they're just a huge piece of aluminum. And it's like making them with a, a big hole saw and, it's like just, Press. you know, it was how, hours. How does that it was work? Hours on the whole song. So you're not hub centric now. So is that right? Is that a problem or like? 
It's not. Not for BMWs. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm, I, the hub centric stuff to me feels like a myth, but I think it depends on the the lug uh, style. But for an Acorn style uh, lug nut, uh, you don't have to worry about the hub centricity because it's the the Acorn lug nuts center it. Like yeah. there's no way to put that wheel on wrong as long as you don't really mess up like how you're it doing. It kind of feels like that the way lug nuts. with con- con- conical. Once it's, too, I, right? I don't understand how how hub centric would work for any wheel yeah. ever. But I was talking to Michael at BTM, and he said that he's definitely seen issues with Audis yeah. if they don't well, do I've it seen, correctly. The Volkswagens yeah. have this little shim. They have like almost like a plastic hub centric okay. shim that goes in, and like I've heard of yeah. that making a difference if that thing like comes out but or you, you know someone doesn't put it. They back They sell in. them, yeah, like all the for. Like putting the wheels on my car, you're supposed to get those as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but to me, it seems like it's only a convenience thing. Like it makes it easier to center the wheel on if you're putting mounting a wheel. But how would you get? How, how would you? It doesn't I don't, make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make uh, sense well, to me either you because look, you're just bolting into a an area, right? It's gonna the bolts are gonna pull it to wherever it needs to be. Sure. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like you can't have the bolts off. No, it's gonna pull the it wheels are going to be mounted hub, correctly. And then it's yeah. just going to, yeah. And investigate one of these wheel spacers. Like, for example, the uh, uh, 12.5-inch wheel spacer that I have on there in the front right now, um, you look at it, and it's like, uh, or the 10-millimeter that I pulled off the back, it's it's right at the edge of the hub, uh, of the hub flange. And so to make a wheel spacer... You basically, you have the flat aluminum and then, um, you go in and you have a tiny little sliver of metal that's going up to re, then now have the pedestal for the, the hub centric bit that they add on there. And so there's absolutely no, like it's t- like such a tiny thin piece of metal. Like it can't be holding any weight or there should, there can be no like forces distributed through there really. Like it can't, it can't functionally be <laughs> providing any support because it's like so, it's like razor thin metal. Uh, and so if it's not, then what is it doing? I don't know. But all I do know is I ran same size spacer on my E30, ran it for two seasons, uh, no hub centric bits at all. It's still, you know, that, you know, that E30 is the same way. Like all the spaces you see, they're all hub centric. So but I, I didn't find I needed three do quarter. It. How many millimeters is that? That's nineteen. Nineteen. That's pretty big, huh? Yeah. It's pretty big. Yeah. Dude. I'm gonna see how it works. I ran like a <laughs> seven in the back of the 944 for a little bit. Um, so you had to do longer studs or no? You already had them. Well, no, I already did that. That was first thing. Yeah. yeah. So they're like 83 millimeter studs or whatever. Gotcha. Like plenty, plenty of room there. Cool. Um. And Wait, did your car borrowed... originally have studs or was it bolts? Bolts. It was just bolts. Okay. Yeah, but it was that was like the first modification I did because I wanted to do the square setup, and I to be able to run eight and a halfs in the front, you need a wheel spacer, otherwise they'll hit the strut. Oh. Uh, so, to when I'm spacing that out, um, you know, I I just go straight to studs. Mm-hmm. So I've had those on for a while. Nice. So yeah, we'll see. You know, I'm open to doing fender clearancing stuff. Uh, I'm totally cool with that. Um, I've got a. You're not a just open to it. You're roller. literally doing it right now. 
Well, yeah. I'm, well, but I think there may be more. Like, I don't yeah. know. So in the back. Uh, oh, you're going to be like those dri- those uh, stance kids where you just cut your whole fender off? Like that oh, picture I posted style. a while ago? Yeah. eBay flares. Yeah. Let's get it going. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do flares, but I may have to trim the in- – it- so, you know, in the front, it'll be interesting because I think at full lock, it'll you know, if you have too much of a spacer on, it'll clip the fender or something like that. And so there may be some trimming there that I need to do, but I think it should all be reasonable. I mean, I think it's a known thing. People do it on BMWs all the time. Hmm. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. Race life, if, if, I, if the wheel spacers are done, then I'm going to go over tomorrow and – Get it, get the tires mounted up. There you go. Exciting. That alignment will be big too. That'll be a so huge that's difference. which this whole thing is an argument for um, not changing my camber uh, to start with because right. that's giving me benefits with clearance. Uh, and so, yeah, I'll probably just experiment with toe only. Yeah. Um, more of a reason to do that. Uh, yeah, and then uh, another crazy idea uh, is. My seating choice. I'm working on a little project there too. Oh boy, center seat. It's going center <laughs> seat, folks. Because <laughs> you know he needs it. Yeah, it's got to have oh, it. Oh, by the way, speaking of center seat, uh, never mentioned this factoid before, but huh. um, McLaren wheelbase, McLaren F1. We know, oh yeah, we know. exactly the same. Yeah, as it's not E46. exactly it's close though. Very very. Close. It's exactly. Wasn't it millimeters off? I think one millimeter. Yeah. It's rounding. Okay. That rounding is an amazing, amazingly small car when you think about that. It's it fits in that footprint. You can have a V12 supercar, and then you compare that to like any of the new stuff. They're just behemoths. Yeah, they're huge. God damn it! I'm, and the doesn't the McLaren F1 have like kind of a decent overhang on the front too? But yeah, uh, I guess that's yeah. But no overhang in the back. But uh, I'm very uh, cautiously optimistic about the new. T twenty five. I think that's yeah, what it's called. The whole sucker fan thing's weird, but sucker fan thing is weird. I think it, if that was a little more stealth, stealthily integrated, I would like it more. What it has like a his, fan like the old F one cars. Yes, he's bringing his design back and putting to it in a road car to be just sucked to the ground. But yeah. it's got a big, almost looks like a jet engine coming off the center of the back. It's a little obnoxious, but the rest of it is almost perfect. I mean, everything is weight savings. I mean, it's just like the McLaren F1, and he's he's out to make a point. However, I read an update on the powertrain, and they're saying it's going to have some electric assist, which I thought he was so opposed to. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, see, I think there's some bad signs here, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. see. I like to me the the way that the reason why the F1 stands out is because analog and it's like but everything else aspirated. is great. everything else is great it's a cosworth engine manual transmission uh center seat yeah but the the idea uh, building a sucker fan into this you're gonna have to make that's a pretty wild design decision it seems like, crazy to do a, a and, fan and it, like it, that's not a street car that's not meant for the street then and, yeah it is right, no, and no. what it suggests wouldn't is be, you're gonna suck up so much bullshit <laughs> I'm sure he's thinking of that, but why it, it, it describes, you know, this is describing like a different focus for me. Like, cause the focus is not about how many G, how fast you can go around the corner. It's how, how much fun you can have you around want, the corner. Yeah. You want and, a and, singer. And, and you want, here's you want Gordon Murray to build a yeah, singer. Like you why want some would slip angle. You don't want to be a manual transmission. It makes no sense. 
Why? It's just for because, to hold it on the ground. But a, a fan, you're saying you want to exploit, you want to get the most grip possible. Like you're trying to make the, right. the fastest car possible. Then you wouldn't have a manual transmission speaking, either. Yeah, you like, have it. It just doesn't. Those well, don't go hand I, in hand. But I think what he's doing is he's using a type of arrow that no one's done on a street car. Yeah, but rather than yeah, have, well then you're just tech. I mean, I don't well, know. I want to read about this because I don't understand like, how that works on a street car, dude. That well, means the, you have to have F1 like the side arrow. things that go down. Like the side that goes basically scrape on the ground, so you create it's you can create suction. It's pretty, it's pretty low, but no, I don't think it has that because that's I what think that it's had. Just, Remember, it had the, says, yeah. the sills that would it could it could be a track only thing too. Like, hey, don't flip this button on the street because you'll yeah, maybe suck up garbage. I'm more I'm more bummed out about the electric assist, which I don't know all. And this is yeah, it was so like this a, is like another piece of data that's showing that it's like that was the weird thing to me. A different might, focus. Maybe it has to do with the fact that they can do it in a very minimalist way. Uh, they've come up with some lightweight, you know, I mean, bicycles have it now with electric assist. So maybe he's found some way to do it and keep it light. I mean, he's talking about shaving weight of the transmission assembly and uh, the pedal box is lighter and all this stuff. And then he's adding electric uh, assist to it. So I don't know. And a sucker I'll fan. I'll wait to see it. And a sucker fan. But huh. I don't even know how the sucker fan is powered. Might be a little belt on the motor or something. Yeah. And Engage like al- already, aren't we wishing for the non-sucker fan version yeah. and the non-electric assist version? Like, yeah. oh, can you imagine if you just got rid of that stuff and then it was even lighter? And right? maybe they and will. Maybe like, it'll that'll be the uh, the R. Yeah. The T25R. It's coming out soon. Hmm. You heard it here first. I, I'm definitely giving him the benefit of the doubt, though. I'm more. I'm, yes. I, uh, I'm uh, thinking that I'm going to love Who's it. Who's building yeah. it? No one yet. And there's people that claim, I mean, I talked to, so is it ever gonna uh, be built? talked to Mark Vaughn of Auto Week and he said that it's probably never going to be built, yeah. but this was back in August. Cause so. who would build it? That's like a, that's a huge commit. I mean, does he have investors or? It sounds like he's got everything in line. I mean, they're developing certain parts for it. But dude, I mean, well, isn't it's a, so. Oh, so this has nothing to do with McLaren. No, no it's Gordon Murray design. This is all Gordon Murray design T25, and just like his T24 or whatever, it was more of a concept for manufacturing that people yeah. could license or something. And no one ever bought it. No one did it. Yeah, I think he's a. I think he's just an old man, dude, doing shit now. Sounds like to me. We all aren't we all zip tying corner lights and you know. At yeah. some point, you just give in. I mean, he's also using, like, the sucker fan seems like such a, like, I don't know. It seems like. I'm surprised. I figured you would have been, like, kind of for it. Why? Because it's technology because from the it's... 70s. It was super cool in F1, and they banned it. Like, that seems so, like, it for the street, it just I doesn't mean... make sense to me. I don't, I'd like to well, okay, hear so why here, it Here's what sense. it is. Like, he's an engineer, and... He always liked the idea, more so probably because it got banned. And he's like, I've never been able to like see this thing to its full potential. The whole thing could be based around the fact that he's getting old and he just wants to I know. give That's this his due. He's just an old man doing old weird shit. Jesus he's like, Christ. remember that sucker fan I made? Bigger than- <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it yeah, exactly. No, he's I, got a porch. He looks... He's got a porch with a rocking yeah. chair, and that's the problem. They should have used the sucker rocker to have the fastest F one car ever. 
No, no, no. All, every car that drives by his Porsche says, oh, that shit, you know. <laughs> he looks at, fan. He, looks, he looks at a car like the Pagani Huayra, and it's got flippers in the front that come up and down as it's going around turns. He's like, what is that? Get out of here. I can build a fan <laughs> that has no moving parts except for the fan and back, and it sucks the car to the ground. Yeah, you have to have like a, um, it has to be a tight, like tight to the ground to have to have the that ability, well, maybe right? in, or the maybe most, there's F1, like some F1's effects. like the most extreme. You're getting like the most suction possible. But if you just add some of yeah. that feature, you know what it feels like to me. It feels like one of those um like the electric supercharger you buy on like on like eBay. You know, kind of feels like that. that. You know, like the well, it's like you... a fan supercharger that doesn't really do anything. It's like, like a, a, for a, a fan for your airbox, yeah. And they're oh, like, oh, it gives oh, right, you right. 20 horsepower, but it's like nothing, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it sucks power away ex- by giving you power. Exactly. It kind of reminds me of that. Well, that's like the uh, supercharger in that Rolls Royce. They're like, we can add a supercharger. Yeah. We're going to add a motor. <laughs> yeah, thousand <laughs> horsepower. We're going to add, add a thousand pounds. Uh, yeah, exactly. So you'll break even and you'll have a lot to talk about, but uh, yeah. that's about it. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, well how, I mean, the doubt. is it just that one rendering? I just looked it up. I haven't really looked, I haven't really followed this. So, well, yeah, I thought to, there were, there, there were like reveals happening. I thought there were, that there There's was no, like a proof of concept uh, or something. Yet, There's just those renderings. Is... There's like a blue one, an orange one, a multicolored one. And yeah, go to uh, Gordon Murray Designs. Which, if you're not following him, Gordon Murray Automotive. I'm sorry, Gordon Murray Automotive. Is it on Instagram or where are we looking? On the Instas, mm-hmm. and he's got a new um, post of the the crankshaft, which is a mm. single piece of metal that's been honed away to make a lighter crankshaft by uh, Cosworth. It says, continuing to work with Cosworth official, develop and test the V12 engine. Oh, I'm sorry, it's the T50. Sorry for all the listeners. Yeah. T50. Dude, the T5, I looked it up, is a little, like, weird-looking little... T25 is there. T25 is a little, uh, that little, little thing. Economy car. Like a little smart car. So here's a new... Here's, like, new renderings. Uh, I can't show Ooh. you guys. I didn't see oh, that I see yet. a silver one. There's, like, a three-quarter yeah. rear shot. Ah, there it is. The fan yeah, the in the back. Right. But see, I don't like that top... Um, revealed. I'd rather have that thing kind of tucked back and almost stealthier. Yeah. Anyhow. I like how you have a sucker fan preference already. Advanced aerodynamics <laughs> seen on a road car. You heard it here first, folks. Well, um, I'm going to make the best sucker fan. <laughs> 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 okay, here's here's another problem I have with Gordon Murray, even though he's my idol. Oh, my God. What are you even doing right now? Uh, he slicks like, back his hair. <laughs> like his Hawaiian shirts. He, uh, he built a Ford Escort. And he put independent rear suspension on it. That's awesome. <laughs> what? That's no. so Brian. Nope. That's so great. What? Yeah, he had that guy build it. Uh, Ali was there. Took pictures of the car at the place that built it. Brian, mm-hmm. this is you. And why would you, you not would do want something like independent that? rear That's suspension? Sounds awesome. Do. I can't believe this guy put on independent rear yeah. suspension. You were just talking about like how the uh, the first Lotus uh, Super Seven didn't have an IRS, and that was not good. Dude, how about that mustache? Yeah, how do you know? know I, I mean, I'm see. I, I think uh, that's not what I was saying about. I, I was saying if you're not restricted to, um, you know, if it's all just underpinnings and it doesn't matter, then why? You know, I think if you have it a load of seven, you kind of work with what you know that design originally was. And I feel the same way about the the escort. Like it's it's a it's a special package on its own. But the rear suspension uh, for, is known for being shitty. 
Is yeah. it? Or is it super durable? Yeah, it's just shitty. Who cares about What dirt? if you made an independent rear durable? Yeah. I think he should have picked a different car. Picked a Datsun <laughs> oh 510. Listen to the purist over here rolling his fenders in the moonlight hours. And he didn't put flares on the Escort. How do you build a perfect Escort without the beautiful flares? They're just He's a designer. You wouldn't understand over here. I don't understand. He's he's sending mixed messages. He puts he modifies everything no, with independent rear suspension, dude. and then he's the fender flares. You think that was a lightweight yeah, thing? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. Big old wide tires. He doesn't need those rivets. Those are maybe as heavy as ice. Maybe it's time to. What do they say? Like kill your heroes or whatever. Oh, it's like your a, it's like a, never said uh, kill your heroes. <laughs> That's that phrase. That's horrible. Yeah, it's a thing. Kill your heroes. Is that a kid's book? But it's like a it's like a metaphorical thing. Oh. It's not like a I literal never thing. Never meet I've your heard, heroes. I've heard that one. Never meet your heroes. That's true. But kill kill them seems a yeah. That seems a little drastic, dude. Now I'm he's looking at metaphorical. Speaking of course, you guys. Like any of you listening? Because he... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Peter B. You better watch out. Yeah, Mr. watch Brady out, Yeti Rowan. Railing your 993. <laughs> so this, uh, yeah, this thing that I'm talking about is a song by American alternative rock band AWOL Nation. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. Get out of here. Let me see your fingernails right now. Are they black? I'm a little concerned. <laughs> um, anyways, maybe it's time that I, I, uh, split up with Gordon Murray. <laughs> I guess maybe so. we have enough, maybe we have enough, uh, creative differences here that it's just not working out. I'll follow him. I'll follow him and I'll give you updates, but, uh, I think that'd be a bad decision. He's the only one doing it. There's no one else. I really wanted to see his T25 workout. I did too. But I was very curious about that one. I know. It had, had a lot going for it. Um, T50 though, V12, Cosworth, manual transmission, lightweight yeah. supercar. How would yeah, you not want to be it's a very part of good. that? It's very good. I mean, By the way, his S-car does not back. look that cool. Right? <laughs> no. It needs and flares. It has like, I mean, Brian probably likes it, but it has lame looking steelies with like baby moons. I do like that. You do? <laughs> Brian's in. Yeah. Brian's in. You had Brian's a, you back had in, dude. Lame-looking steelies. It, it looks all... Really it, does, it has no aggression to great. it at all, dude. Yeah, maybe it's more of a just-a-get-about-town yeah, kind about of car. Town, but then why do you put IRS? Speaking of... Uh, fucking blasphemy. Put an IRS on that car. Get Speaking of... Uh, lame steel wheels. So I had gone down a thread of investigating what it would take to Ooh. put steel wheels on my BMW. I started with NASCAR oh, wheels. Dude. Couldn't fit 15, 15s on. Get that. a different car. Yeah. Come on. What are you trying to do? No, I mean that's obviously a clear, you know, clearly a, a, an option there. That's <laughs> yeah. probably the right choice. By the investigating way, your, your, your searches are just off oh, the charts. Oh God, those right last now. night You're I was about to it. fucking unfollow you, but I couldn't. You're killing it. <laughs> I was in. I'm all in. I sent some really good stuff. By the way, that Suburban is great. I've never seen... Which about two-wheel drive, but a diesel stripper... Uh, bench seats. Front bench seats. It had the good uh, barn doors in the back, too. And no roof rack, no nothing, just like the most stripped down... No window tent? Yeah, that was a good one, but two-wheel drive, and I just don't know what you do with that. What do you need yeah. all-wheel drive for? Go to the snow. Oh, yeah, you're going to take that piece of shit to the snow. A suburban? Yeah. Yeah, like every fucking suburban that's ever gone uh, anywhere has gone to the snow. It's basically what they're for. Yeah. What are you talking about? I mean, it's a super uncomfortable, like, piece of shit. No like, way. Shitty vehicle. Cloth bed seats. American that was luxury, a, bro. That was luxurious. Dude, come on. 25 miles per gallon? 
Imagine just how slow laughing. That thing is. Not slow. So slow. <laughs> no, that thing pull, that thing pulls it up eighty easy. Yeah, dude. dude. Torque mm-hmm. torque is ice. Yeah, forty miles an hour you, up there all day long. Bro. What are you talking? What are you talking about? No, it's dude, a, you're Roly Coley, seventy five yeah, miles an hour up the you. hill. All the Roly minivans are Coley. struggling. That's like pre fast. You're back in like that's like pre fast uh, diesels, dude. No, it isn't. That was the good one. I don't think so. It's probably got a thousand foot pounds of torque. <laughs> exactly. No. Stump pulling masters over here. Exactly. No. Yeah. Like a rock. Lest, uh, uh, you like know, a do rock. we need to remind you? Yeah. Don't if you could so. hook up a tow strap to a rock, that's the only thing better than having this Suburban. It could probably carry a Ford sideways in its truck bed. That's right. And you wouldn't even know I it. I know it doesn't have a truck bed, but these are minor details. And you, you could put, put it on a roof cyber rack. cyber truck on its roof rack. It doesn't have a roof rack, Jeez. but it, you could. Shotguns through the window? Yeah, they'll break, but that's okay because it's a Suburban. What year was it? We're talking about like a 92 are... Suburban or something? No, it was a 99, I think. No, was it? It was new style. It was the like uh, square entire. one. Round. Yeah, it was a square round. one. I know, I know, but the square there was body. a crossover there where they had the square body. Yeah, with, with the, the round interior. But that was oh, maybe ninety nine was like the last year then. One of those. Huh. Yeah, I don't think it's a super slow diesel engine on that mm-hmm. one. I bet it was. But okay. <laughs> this guy, six that liter or something. A goddamn expert. Yeah, I mean, you should. I said some real good ones though. I don't even remember oh, what yeah, I said. Like last automatic three twenty five I. Why the fuck did you send an automatic yeah. e uh, thirty? Wow. That was the first one I got. I was like, okay, that was terrible. Yeah. And then and uh, I sob. There was a sob sure for it, in there. Are you sure that it wasn't? Uh, oh, because I think it's a great price, dude. Four yeah, grand. but it's an automatic. It's automatic. They're gonna uh, four grand all day, boy. Swap it. Yeah. Come on, give swap go, it. Go, four go, grand go. all day. It's like get. original original get. owner. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez! I'm lo- I'm trying to look up this thread. I can't right now. find your suburban, but um, I was trying to see. Saab what looked was. pretty good. Saab 900 turbo convertible manual. Saab did look good. And then there was a uh, Brian sent us a E320 Mercedes CLK or a CLK320. Do Don't do original that. Original owner. That's not good. That's not good. Wait, but isn't that? If you're trying to look for just like the easy maintenance one, isn't that the one to get? It's okay, but that interior is so old now. And yeah, but parts right. are getting harder to find. The convertible tops break. Got hydraulics in there. I wouldn't mess with that thing. It didn't look that bad. It looked. It was a. It looked pretty clean for the price, huh? Get. Yeah, they're out there. Yeah, yeah they are out there. You could you could find that stuff. Yeah, they're, um, those are pretty common. To have low mileage and. Yeah, like garaged. Yep. Uh, you know, yep. this is just kind of just random, like what's out there at the moment. Um, there, there was an E36 M3 that was the convertible that was pretty dope. Uh, dude. I think yeah, it was I pretty mean, like. Uh, was don't you think it was a little stancy. riced out? Yeah. No. A little stancy. No. Oh, I thought it was pretty riced. It had angel eyes on yeah. it. And it was yeah. kind of slammed. Yeah. And, angel dude, eyes, dude. That was the first was thing I read. Titter tatter. Yeah. It didn't have it. Oh, the, yeah, it didn't have the eyebrows. It had halos. Just the, halos, like they bro. ripped the good headlights out and yeah. put in shitty eBay ones. Yeah. Dude, just, it looked clean. The interior looked pretty clean, huh? Vader, yeah. Red on black with Vader's and a new top. Yeah. Super clean under the hood. Oh, the only, this whole stance life thing that you're talking about, it had stock wheels and it just had H&R springs, which is something you'd want to do anyways. Manual transmission. Let me ask you this. The interior was, do you remember that? You had one in M3. Yeah. So yeah. what would you be doing? Is this a flipper? Yeah. No, Are you talking is, about dolphin uh, flipper of the uh, fish of the sea or whatever? 
every once in a while we get nostalgic about the Skylark and Christina's kind of down with having a convertible again. And so oh. this would be like a, a Christina car. Oh, I see. Potentially. But a lot is in flux right now. So we don't, you know, I, I, I'm not really sure how the chips are going to fall here. Yeah. A, a van, a van is another topic that vans are know, cool. Speaking of vans, I took my van, van again to Yosemite yesterday. Mm-hmm. God damn. That was a brutal, that was a brutal drive, brutal trip. That's just, uh, <laughs> tell van, us more about that. What do you mean by did, that? Van did fine, but, uh, Oh, by the way, guys, I want to update 195 horsepower for that air diesel. Yeah. Oh, we're not talking about horsepower. Now we're talking about, talking about horsepower here. It's uh, oh, you're talking, let's about, talk about horsepower. horsepower like, obviously it's going to have a more torque, 430, but that's pushing like yeah, 6,000 pounds. 430 pounds. Probably 60 in about yeah, 15 seconds. Yeah, there you go, Yeah, dude, that's a little grind, pound over grind there. Right up, grind right up Woo. 80. Oh, sorry, dude. 430. It does 60 in 12 seconds, dude. Oh, you're it's not, not going a zero to 60 car. This is a, this is a 60 to 75 car while you're passing Prius. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good luck, guys. Cold troll is ice. Good luck with that. Um, so Vanagon to Yosemite. Now, for those listeners that aren't in the loop here, you have to now have a day pass reservation to get into the park. Oh, so you yeah. You can't just drive to Yosemite willy nilly and just go for a day. What, 1,500 people a day or what's the limit? Yeah, 1,700 people, uh, 1,700 cars a day, which sounds like a lot. Yeah. Um, and then once you get your pass, it's good for a week, but you can't spend the night in the park. You can come back and forth for a week. How do you, how do you get the pass? Online. Again? You have to just, okay. if there's enough for that day. So we got a pass. So like the lodge isn't it. open or can't, or the tent cabins or anything? Nothing. Okay. Yeah. Bathrooms are open. That's about it. Huh. I think some of the concessions are open. We didn't go to any, but, uh, it doesn't sound like, it sounds like a lot of cars, 1700 a day, but. Um, it's a big area. Park's, park's pretty big. Yeah. And usually, you know, on a day where they're not regulating it, there'd be thousands more than that. So book this like 10 days ago or something and, um, heat wave, heat wave mm-hmm. in the valley right now. I don't know if you guys are aware of that, but it's a I'm not aware of it. Heat advisory, 107 degrees through the valley of the central valley of California. And then Yosemite Yikes. itself isn't so bad, but we left. Yes, uh, no. Tuesday afternoon and got through Merced, 105 degrees. Vanagon. <sighs> Does your AC work? I forget. AC, AC works and we were using it, but man, oh man, that's like 30 year no old. No window tent. What's that? No window tent. No tent. How often did you take your eyes off the temperature gauge? I don't even know how we got there because I watched it the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I watched it the entire time and I was so in tune with like every little flutter of the engine or whatever, you know, you're stressful, dude. It's stressful, dude. Even in a modern car, I'd be kind of like a little concerned, but not really. I mean, you're, you're way less worried about it, but, but, uh, yeah, so we were staying at a friend's property, um, just outside the park and we, we got up there. And uh, even at like 6 p.m., it was like 90, just hot as blazes. So the next How are the mosquitoes? Uh, there were some mosquitoes too. Yeah, it was like kind of hot and and gnarly. And then uh, we went to the park the next day, um, and there was like nobody in there. It was really cool. We never go in June because it's hard. First of all, you can't get camping reservations, and it's usually packed, like just kind of a nightmare. And we got to the gate at like 9.30 or 10 a.m. And there was six cars get going in. 
and it was like really crazy, super, super empty. So that was cool. And then we went up to the top of Glacier Point and we did a hike to Sentinel Dome and Andrew, uh, four-year-old Andrew pulled the hike off. Nice. 8,122 feet. No, no assistance. So that was kind of cool. He started off so bad, by the way. First, like five minutes in, he's like, I can't do this. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, we, why do we you got your whole this? day planned. Let's, let's play hide and seek instead. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was kind of pushing it to start with. I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. But he pulled it off. So that was huh. good. And then um, it was perfect up there, though. Like a nice breeze, 75 degrees. Uh, the waterfalls are pumping. It was just an, a really, really nice day. And then we got down to the I've ne- valley. I've never been, I've never done that hike, I don't think. It's super easy. It's like, uh, the easiest hike you can do. Yeah. Up, up on that side. But it is at elevation. So even like a two mile hike is still, you're kind of like, I think, what did I do? I, I picked him up and like walked for a little bit because there was some rocks that we had to climb down. <laughs> and I drop them. It's like, <laughs> I got done with that. I'm like, oh, oh, oh so tired. But, um, yeah, we went down and, and swam in the river in the valley. And I swear if you could just, if Yosemite had nothing else going for it, but the Merced river in June with like El Capitan above you, it's like all you need. So good. Cool, the private beach That's awesome. and the water wow. is crystal clear. It was beautiful. So yeah. And then, uh, did you go ahead dip? Oh, we were, we were chilled in the river for like an hour. I was nice. Yeah, swimming around and stuff. Pretty strong. How many current. particulates were there? Yeah, uh, seventeen. Okay, but uh, yeah, no. You pretty, could see all of them, and so you just stayed away. From yeah, those. pretty clean. Pretty clean water. A lot of people inner tubing. Huh. Like I think that's the move. If you were to do this a lot um, in the summer, as you get dropped off up the river, yeah. and you just jump in an inner tube, and you go all the way down, so and then you can jump on the. They have a bus, you know, shuttle. Oh, so in theory, you could just take the, the shuttle back up. And my family and I did that, my mom and my stepdad and me, and we I laid down on a an air mattress with wetsuits, and we went down the Merced Whoa. and just looking at the crazy kinda, rocks and stuff. Kind of greedy, don't you think? Taking a lot of river space yeah. there. Yeah, the I didn't kid. think of that. I didn't think of that. It's not, it wasn't the Gordon Murray design air mattress <laughs> either. Um, yeah, so... Got back to the property and spent the night again. Um, it was a little cool, cooler that night, but here's the thing. Here's the kicker, the clinker. I forget about this because we don't often take the van and detach from the tent and drive in and do something and come back and camp in it. Usually for going, we'll go for like a couple nights and we'll just park and then camp for a couple nights and drive away. Well, this trip, we, it was hot as shit. Right. And so we got back, um, to the campsite and it's like super hot in the van. I'm like, Oh my God, it's so hot in there. So we had to wait a while until it was dark until we go in there and it's still hot. I'm like, well, of course it's fucking hot. You're sleeping on the motor, the exhaust (laughs) and the fucking (laughs) engine are below you. And usually we camp in like May or October. It's not, not that big a deal. It cools off. You don't know it at all. The thing is literally as hot as it can get. And then you're sleeping on, it has like a, um, like in floor heating, yeah. like right. <laughs> radiant know? heating, radiant. It's a radiant heater and it's 90 degrees out, outside. So oh. dude, it was literally no blankets, just laying on top of the bed until, <laughs> oh, until so like sticky. 10 or 11 o'clock. Then you put like the sheet over you and that's all you would yeah. need. 
So that nice. that's one minus point for the van again is hot weather camping. It's not suited for that. Um, what, but what were you going to say? It's because you have the tent that attaches. So, but yeah, you so still Andrew sleep. sleeps in that. Yeah. Got and it. Yeah. So he's got his cot in there and his whole scene, but he's in, it's kind of like sleeping in the same room essentially, but we have our bed and he's got his little area. So yeah, yeah we reattached to it. Um, but so that's one thing. And then, um, Driving back today, we left early and, and beat the heat, which was really key. Um, but it was supposed to be 107 today in the valley and like Sierra foothills. Jeez. Jesus Christ. That is so fucking hot. Yeah. And, um, that's weird because I feel like this weekend or the last couple of days wasn't that hot around here. So yeah, well, we maybe the, that's the thing. It's sucking the, the fog in. Sucking in. Yeah, exactly. And we got right over like Casa de Fruit and I could see the fog bank. I'm like, Oh, thank God. But um, it's, it's kind of gnarly, right? Vintage cars I know, don't and, match with that. And so <laughs> here's here's bonus trivia is how many Radwood era cars did I see in Yosemite? So driving around all day. Three. Lane, you have a guess? Dude, um, I don't know. Because you're asking this, it might be a lot, but then the weather. Uh, say one. So, well, I'll split the difference. Two. Two Freaking cars that were old See, as the, mine. The thing is, it's like the a very large majority are rentals, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's rentals. It's SUVs everywhere with families and their bikes on the back of them. It's sprinters. It's Econolines. Yeah. Stuff like that. You're usually not going to do an old vehicle. And then you have the guys that are pulling it with their Corvette or the new BMW convertible, something like that, where they're, you know, they're having a good time, but it's not an old car. So it was me. A, I'll call it a 1990 Toyota pickup with graphics, which would look pretty good. It was a s- standard um, single cab truck. And then, Brian, drum roll, please. First gen minivan. Oh, yeah. Minivan. Was it pouring water in the radiator? He had just a water tank on the roof that had a hose. <laughs> Dripped in, yeah. Straight in. It was a drip system. But um, it seemed to work how much good. wood did it have? How much paneling? Wood paneling? Yeah. Oh, it was it was tan, like gold with wood Fuck paneling. Fuck yeah, that's what Full I pictured. Pan- oh, dang, yeah. dude. And it, wasn't in, it was in pretty good nick for one yeah. of those. I did mean, it have tinted windows? Uh, yeah, I mean, factory tint, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. That's... Didn't. That's all we was dealing with. Other than that, it's all brand new, you know, Subarus and and the like. Bunch of adventure vehicles, wah, wah. Subarus <laughs> and whatnot. I see you guys pull up in like their brand new Outback. Yeah, and it's they've got wheels on it with it's a like coffin perfect, on the coffin. Yeah, thing. On everything's it. like perfect paint. There's not a speck of dust on yeah, it. Of it's like just you know, living the life. Yeah, we did get some they thumbs got r- up. Ridiculous so, tires, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so the property where we stayed at, uh, last bit of information here is it's got about a quarter mile driveway up to the top of this hill with a deck overlooking like 50 mile views. Really cool, but there's no, no other real structures up there. Just this open deck. And I've driven up this driveway in my, my E30 before, and I've stayed up here a few times. And the last time it's probably been three, three years or more, um, that we've been up here. So no one's been using this property. They had the trees cleared because there was this big pine beetle infestation in the Sierras that like killed a bunch of trees and it was just a total like Hmm. um, accident waiting to happen and eyesore. So they had someone go up there and like clear all the trees. But this driveway has just been like hammered over the years. Dude, (laughs) Sarah took a video of me driving up this driveway. 
barely made it sl- drifting the van got counter steer <laughs> up this driveway in the dirt and i don't think like if i didn't drive it fast and like and as hard as i did wouldn't have made it and almost four and you got drive. your little ko2s on there or yes, something and that's only way i made it and because, with the engine over the drive wheels right yes and going and like tons a, of power you know, <laughs> dude so much power <laughs> all the powers <laughs> Yeah, just basically flooring it in first gear up this whole thing, sliding the van uh, opposite lock up the up this hill. When, when you say it's tattered, was there like stuff in the way or something? Well, it was overgrown it was completely. Like... So like the grass and stuff as I'm driving over it is up to like the headlights almost, just like hitting, oh, you know, like uh, foxtails yeah. and stuff are just like blasting yeah. off of it. And you just hammer down. Don't yeah, worry about the foxtails. Ex- yeah, and then it's like all loose kind of like gravel, clay, um branches and stuff all on it and just just charging up until i get to the top and keep in mind it's fucking 90 degrees <laughs> and i'm like you know sunburned and like dude just it was gnarly so dude Pretty just gnarly. getting home after that trip and having the van again make it you're like so thankful right 100 i'm definitely like thanking the van getting home and like thinking i'm like do i need to do hasn't had a tune-up in a while like maybe i should do a tune-up because the next trip we have planned isn't until August, like a real uh, barge, which is back to the Sierras. But I mean, God damn it. It makes me like, I hate to even say it out loud, but I, ideally I'd have this car and something else. But like, it really right. makes me wish I had like a modern Tundra right. or like. Yeah, you're the van's truck. more for like a, a little beach trip up to Sausalito or something. Perfect, right? or, or not even Sausalito, like, like, uh, yeah, I don't even know. Pescadero, yeah. It's a hundred percent pescadero. It's, it's it can do big sir, no problem. Yeah. But the minute I'm in like the middle of nowhere, dirt road in heat, and like if something were yeah. to go wrong, I'm like kind of putting it together. I'm like, dude, I'd be so stuck here. And I don't, I have some yeah. tools in there, but what am I going to do? Like, it, it's got some issue. Like we're just done. Yeah. Right. Yeah, now so you probably I, have I to repaint that exhaust tip again. Thank you very much, Lane. Thank you. <laughs> Project update. Well, Sarah said it well. She's like, well, you know, we just can't be in a rush in this thing. And I'm like, I know, but that sucks because these trips turn into like, we don't have a lot of time. And so I drove that thing across 105 degree weather up a crazy dirt road. The next morning we woke up, drove all the way to 9,000 feet almost up into the Sierra. Oh my God, how slow is that thing? Slow. (laughs) Back through the Yosemite, all the way back through a hundred degree heat and up to this crazy road and then back down across California and back here today. Does it feel like you're just killing it? Not really. I mean, it turned 130,000 miles on this trip. Um, so the motor's not like super tired. The only thing that's really hard on it was that ro- that driveway, which yeah. is, you know, a quarter mile of, of dirt that's road. Not too bad. Yeah. I mean, that's other than that, it's like highway streets. Really? I'm just like, Pushing sixty-five miles an hour. It just for seems like climbing nine thousand feet. You'd have to be pretty high up in the rev range, and it would be like struggling a lot. You know, not as much as you think, but I'm definitely going slow. And luckily, it does. It's all low speed limits up there. Yeah, it's like forty-five miles an hour. So, um, yeah, I'm de- yeah, I'm definitely getting the impression that it's kind of like it's your it's on borrowed time basically like well, these types of trips require i mean when you got andrew in the back and you know it's not quite like yeah. uh you know just free living like what if we break down who cares it's like you got family concerns it's 
it, it's like this is aging out a little yeah, bit. I where think the first... Regardless of performance, it's like parts are just getting old. If you had a brand new one that you just bought at the factory and it was a little bit slower than everything else, like that'd be one thing. But this is like a t- ticking. I mean, it's it. Your your van is in great shape and you're doing a great job of keeping it up. So if I'm gonna trust any van again, like jumping in yours feels like the right one. But the best, you know, it's just old age wise. Exactly. It's old and it, it, I've been trying to keep up on it as much as I can, but I've never replaced the fuel pump or I've never mm-hmm. had like any like major cooling system issues other than the water pump go, which I replaced when I had the shop. But mm-hmm. like those are kind of things that I'm, I'm concerned about. Um, but really it's like, even if the van were in perfect condition and it had like the, bigger motor and the five-speed transmission, which would be kind of like the things I'd want to do. I still would like to have a a four-wheel drive vehicle to do some stuff in the snow, like to take Andrew's skiing or to do like Tahoe trips or whatever trips in the snow or just like these dirt roads. Wait, don't you have the Lexus? Is that all-wheel drive? Yeah, but I'm talking like a camping vehicle, like something to actually do like maybe even like four-wheel drive kind of roads and stuff. I wouldn't take the Lexus down like dirt roads in the Sierras for a couple days, you know? So, yeah. So, uh, I'm interrupting you here, but I just have to know like, so what are, cause you're not thinking like I'm, I, in previous conversations, I had thought that you guys were, you know, maybe just like looking around for potential van replacements. But when you're saying four wheel drive, that's not van stuff. You're you're talking about something different. Yeah, exactly. That's why I said earlier in a perfect world, I'd have this and something else like a, like a Tundra that I could do these, you you know, because we were at Dinky Creek last year up in the Sierras by Shaver Lake. And it's this, this jumping off point for all these four wheel drive roads. And Mm -hmm. there's all these guys in these like rad rigs. Most of them are Jeeps, which I'm not really into Jeep life, but just the idea to be like, okay, you can drive all day and get to this like high Sierra Lake and maybe hike a little bit from there. And then you're in this like totally new world or, I was looking at roads off of where we were staying near near Yosemite and there's these swimming holes you can get to. And it's like, yeah, it's a 10 mile dirt road, which I'm not going to subject the van to or the Lexus. Right. But if and I had, it literally just might not make it because yeah. there are features on that. All it takes is one feature that you can't get by exactly. and it's off limits. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy thing where like I have uh, this one guide that I got a little bit ago with r- roads around here, trails and you rate them, you know, it's like, uh, easy. You know, it's just like ski slopes, easy, intermediate and advanced. And it's like, if you have the right vehicle, it unlocks spots that you can't get to otherwise. Exactly. And I don't you just straight to... up have more camping campsite options totally. in California. Yeah. Which and is kind of a rad thing, right? It's kind of huge. If you're into this like outdoor life and going on these adventures, it's getting harder and harder to find off the beaten path stuff. I mean, with social media exposing every viewpoint and every lake and every whatever, it's like the more remote you get the better. And to do that, it helps to have a vehicle that allows you to go to these places, which right now we don't have, you know? So the Lexus is good. It can go on highways and stuff in some snow. We don't have snow tires on it. Um, and the van's two wheel drive. So those are the kind of limitations. So anyways, yeah. as I'm driving three hours home, I'm thinking <laughs> yeah, about this time stuff, to think about it. Yeah. You know? And, you know, I'm building rigs in my mind and stuff like right. that. But um, that's another podcast topic for another day. But uh, yeah. the other thing I will say about the van is that 
it's running great. Everything's fine. It's awesome. It's fucking loud. It's a very loud vehicle at highway speeds. Borderline, like, I can barely hear Andrew. Yeah, it's back. a brick, dude, with an engine inside the cabin. Yeah. <laughs> and it's an old engine that's, you know, sounds old yeah. and it's got a ton of wind noise and everything. And I mean, that's driving at normal speeds, you know, yeah. 3,000 RPM, 3,500 RPM. It is loud. And it just, that's another thing. It's like to be able to jump in the car and go 80, 85 in pretty much silence. Sounds nice. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. As an adventure mobile that you're actually going on these I adventures, know. whether it's crossing the state to then go on another, to get to your actual like fun driving. I know. But that, then what are that, I mean, ideal. like you said, it's another, a topic for another day, but what are the options then, you know? Well, well I mean, yeah, it, it, get, it, it ends up down. limiting. Like if you live in the Sierra foothills, then a Jeep makes sense. Yeah. But for us, it does not because we got to do this long stretch across California first before we get to that. He also That's wants why he's so many trailers. In, he also wants to camp yeah. in the vehicle, which is what he does with right. the right. again. Yeah, I mean, it's really like a, a four-wheel drive Tundra. You have a bed in the back, and we could still attach that tent if we wanted. But that's like the cheap, easy, like not thinking much about it option. But then if you get into like – there's some four-wheel drive vans like those, um, those Nissan – NVs, NVs yeah. or whatever, yeah. It's just a Titan, you know. It's a, a Nissan Titan with a van, but they're not cheap, you know. So I don't know. There's options, but yeah, there's not a perfect solution. There, there aren't many options, yeah. No, and then and I, like, we, I was talking to my friend who bought a new four-wheel drive Sprinter, and they're incredibly expensive. And I was looking at one that was built out, and it's like the most basic build. It basically has swivel driver and passenger seat, so it can look backwards. And the back was a bed that also turned into like a like a restaurant booth, if you can imagine that, like yeah. three yeah. three sti- sides of seating, um, which was a really cool configuration. Uh, Four wheel drive, new Sprinter, very low mileage. Like they basically built it out, and then for whatever reason they're selling it ninety five thousand dollars, and like stock just just from the factory without any of the added built on stuff. They're seventy grand. Jeez. For a four-wheel drive Sprinter, which obviously I'm not in any position to be <laughs> dabbling with, but those are just like where you're you're thinking about like, oh, okay, an all-wheel drive van option. That sounds so rad. Well, Synchro Vanigans are thirty grand, or a new Sprinter is seventy. <laughs> so, and that's why a Quigley is like a super popular thing right now. Yeah, because they do the conversions, and that you buy a whatever from it. Yeah. Yeah, Ford right. RV to uh, the Nissan NV to anything, and they'll th- almost, you know, uh, and they'll throw the front axle on there and get it all working killer. And it's like you drop 12 grand on it, but, um, you know, then it's like turn whatever $20,000 van you want into a $30,000 van with, with for like legit four wheel drive. Yeah. And then you but know, that's those, a lot of money, right? A lot like of money. Thir- and then thirty those, grand. Those things get old too. I mean, and then you're back to old car stuff. In some of those vans, like those Econolines and stuff. Yeah, those things suck. They're all loud. Talk about loud. I know like, they're loud. They're they don't so drive rattly, well. and yeah, yeah. It's a it's a tough one. The answer is so probably have, Tundra. Like but. the Ford Transit, um, they'll do uh, independent independent front, front suspension, four wheel drive. Yeah. Um, that's all-wheel I mean, drive, right? You know, yeah. But those are still thirty uh, well, grand. Well, no, right? now they do. They do the the transits now in twenty twenty. They're all-wheel drive. Oh, okay. But 
Quigley will do a four-wheel drive conversion, independent ah. front suspension, four-wheel drive. But you're talking twelve grand. Um, yeah, on top of the cost of the the truck itself. Right, right. Yeah, there are a lot, and so yeah, we. I, I'm not going to tell a lot of stories here, but I'm. Uh, we went down to Big Sur we, one night, basically 24 hours, and um, we, you know, we had it was actually just Christina and I, which is oh. the kind of a big deal. Where'd you we, stay? We left both the kids at home. Um, uh, Tree Bones, mm. super yeah. cool spot. Yeah, was it sold out? Uh, yeah. 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 And they had just opened like last weekend or whatever. And oh, so wow. we just got one night only, a mm-hmm. uh, weeknight, Monday night. Um, and it was rad. <laughs> and like I said at the beginning of the podcast, it's like, it feels like you've been gone forever. But, yeah. um, we were, we were talking a lot about van choices and, and all that. And, um, you know, same deal. It's like you're driving home and you're just trying to think of all, wh- what would be the better rig, right? Yeah. For bringing the whole family and everything. Yeah. Um, so did you stay at a yurt or did you bring your trailer? Uh, we stayed in the tree house. Oh, the tree house. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. cool. How was the weather? Perfect. Oh, a little, little foggy on the way down. Uh, and then on Tuesday, it was like beautiful blue skies. Um, little monkey nest, huh? Little monkey nest camping. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty rad. It's, I've seen pictures of it. I've never stayed there. Yeah, it's got the little uh, what a suspension bridge going out to it, and yeah, that's cool, cool views, and yeah, it's like you know taking pictures of how they built everything is part of the whole deal. You know, the next morning, they've got their little farm there that it, you know it's got the lettuce. Did they and everything. have? Did they have the sushi restaurant open? No, they didn't. Uh, yeah, um, and they were doing. Uh, uh, they did have regular dinner though, uh, and so we ate out on the balcony, and you know it's. Uh, everyone's kind of like separated a bit, but cool. super, super good food. Yeah. That place and is rad. They had, uh, it was interesting. They had, um, a waiting list in effect for the hot tub. <laughs> and so we, we had it killer. Like we just, uh, picked the right times and we never we were waiting, but, uh, you know, if someone is first come first serve and so people roll up and it's like, okay, if someone rolls up, then you got a half hour left and there's funny little rules like that, but. Dude, we were uh, not many masks in Yosemite. Um, I'd say about ten percent of people using them, and then uh, we went. I mean, to... it's all outdoors, and you're not getting close to these people, right? And know, you're hiking sure. and have to be able to breathe. There right? are there are some points where you're like at a viewpoint, and there's you know thirty, mm-hmm. forty people kind of mm-hmm. about, but you're not like mm-hmm. right next to them. You're kind of passing them, what have mm-hmm. you. But anyways, um, it wasn't mandatory to wear them per Yosemite. Um, mm-hmm. but we went to a gas station coffee shop this morning and a dinner spot in Mariposa and just like zero, zero. Oh, masks. really? Wow. Really? Yeah. Like Sarah went in to like get coffee and it was kind of like a busy morning scene and she was the only one wearing a mask. And Crazy. both we went to a pizza place to get pizza to go. And at that coffee shop, the people who were working were wearing masks around their neck. Oh, no way. That's yeah. cool. They're wearing it, right? Yeah, yeah. Is, am I doing so, it right? This is like when COVID like, first started. That's the way people were. It was kind of like, oh, do I wear it or not? You know, it was like. Yeah, oh. it's, Um, I think we, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. So did you guys talk about, obviously you talked about Morning Motors. No. On the podcast. Oh, well, it's too late now, right? Yeah. <laughs> this would have been, this will come out the day of. But uh, hopefully you're not driving a morning motors right now because it's yeah. postponed. 
Um, and because of if local, you have a, we've been recording for over an hour and a half. <laughs> you're probably so if you have a longer, <laughs> you're an hour and a half into your drive, and we're yeah, telling you're you. driving home basically. From <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. It's uh, just so people know, it's because of local regulations. It's not something we decided to do on our own, but uh, it was very unclear and um, siding with an air of caution. Word. That's what we're doing. Word. Do you have any trivia? Is that time? Yeah, I do. Uh, John Roth, PFM California. We know him. We love him. Yep. He's, He's a cool driven guy. some amazing cars on our rallies. Um, but uh, he offered some trivia on the my DM and Instagram. So if anyone, this is, I think, two weeks in a row now, I've gotten off having to look up trivia. Um, but uh, he has some sweet um, Indy 500 trivia oh uh, man i don't know this he gets i, don't know I think he goes deep that. here which i really like um you guys will have no idea at least i'd be surprised <laughs> it is a name i've heard but um he is asking most successful engine at the indianapolis 500 so just the engine that was ran for a long time and had great success oh jeez <sighs> jesus i don't even know what can you give us engine, any hints like lola or is that chassis Oh, that's a chassis. <laughs> that's chassis. Um, it's a. Um, it, it's sounds like a German name, and it starts with an O. <laughs> I love it. You gave us that kind of a hint. Oh, you still don't know? <laughs> no, I know what it is. Oh, really? Well, I I don't know. All I know is a name. Is that going to be enough? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Offenhauser. He's got it. Brian McQueen. He's in there. Offy. Yeah. Offy. First win, 1937. Last win. 1976. He wow. says, I counted 30 Offenhauser wins. Wow. Consider it 40, 40 Wait, years you... of development. He counted all of the, all the wins. I think he went through the Wikipedia win results and it was, wow. said, and, you know, it says make and model and then engine. Yeah. Um, he says the Offenhauser has its roots in Harry Miller engineering, eight and four cylinder engines. They had 14 wins Dude. themselves. That's so funny that because I was just about to, I was just prepping myself to bring up my uncle worked on uh, some Miller motor car restoration stuff. Oh, after like what era was he working on them? Uh, uh no, it, just recently it was like oh, uh, gotcha. you know the last year. Yeah, yeah. There's a shop in Colorado that will rebuild these Miller cars, and I did I had no knowledge of them before he brought them up, but I look it up on Wikipedia and it's like, they are the shit. Indy 500, like crazy. And this yeah. is straight up homebrew American stuff. Yeah. That was like t top of the, uh, you know, cream of the crop. It says Fred Offenhauser was an engineer for Harry Miller and bought the company when Harry Miller retired. Mm. So now there's a Bugatti connection. He says two Harry Miller cars were sent to Europe to race for the season. This is the late twenties. While the cars were very fast, their front-wheel drive didn't hold up well on European road courses. Ettore Bugatti bought the cars, actually traded them for three uh, Type 43A Bugattis. The Miller engine is the basis for all twin-cam Bugattis. Whoa. Miller, in turn, was America's first Bugatti dealer. And uh, uh, PFM California says, final point, the Miller twin-cam was actually development of a Peugeot engine the first twin cam engine. Hmm. Uh, he says, geeky, I know, but I think the historical perspective is awesome. That's I think cool. so too. It's very cool. And then he says, don't get me going on Hispano Suiza. I'll put the room to sleep. <laughs> can, thank you. I mean, f can we first imagine like, <laughs> this is like, there's like 
bespoke cars, but building your own engine. I cannot. Back I can't then, get like, over when they say stuff like they put two V sixes together to make this new engine. I'm like, <laughs> I know, like, how? what kind of glue do you use for that? <laughs> Which we, JB Weld do I no, buy? Brian doesn't want to JB Weld his headlight. Like, imagine, <laughs> I know. <laughs> imagine this. <laughs> I'm totally with you. I, I, casting, or they'll be like, "Oh no, it was the that was the um, the V8. They just chopped off two cylinders to make this new V6." <laughs> yeah, like, like, what do you mean by that? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can you? Uh, I need the cliff notes of this story. This is cause... not a sandwich. We're not cutting the crust <laughs> off your PB and J. Like, there's, <laughs> thank you. Are yeah. there parts that are needed there? <laughs> that are like. Oil, you, oil's not squirting out the back somehow. Right. Like what the hell? I know. I'm totally with you. It's just, it's such like black magic. But to think also that in 1920 they're putting these indie cars on a boat, I assume, and shipping them to Europe to then race these American cars that these people have never so seen before. Rad, dude. And then Bugatti's so like, dude, that engine is badass. Your car kind of sucks because <laughs> yeah. it's four wheel drive. But yeah, that like, motor's rad. I'll, I want them. So here's some of my french cars and you could ship those back and then i'll take it and dissect it all and then basically copy the design to make these legendary engines that are still uh loved today and i mean <laughs> we could be further mystified by just thinking about designing camshafts and then <laughs> let know. alone throw two of them in there like <laughs> how Dude, are you even like balance. what <laughs> Without How are you figuring that out? I know. And the timing, it all works. Like the it opens the valves at the right, and the the spark happens. How again? How <laughs> and, does it know when to spark? And in like 1920, you're racing them for 500 miles straight at top <laughs> speed. No problem. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. Do you guys uh, just strap on these goggles? Oh, there was lots of problems though. But... Yeah, I know there was. Yeah. There was lots of problems, but these cars were successful yeah, yeah. in their own right. I mean. Compared to the guys with the riding mechanics having to stop every 20 miles or whatever. And, sure. and you look in these Bugattis and there's literally like just plywood floors and stuff. Yeah. I always remember the the ride at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, the great race. Oh, so fun. Oh, that was a good I was, one. I was so is, bummed when I took that out. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I get Where are those did. cars today, right? Oh, what a good question. Yeah, Forrest. We should talk to Forrest about that. Maybe he has an angle on one. But... That ride was so rad because while you're in line, it described this race from, was it Peking to Paris? I don't or remember. What was it? What was the race? I don't know. It was some like grand road race and these cars were like Thomas Flyers yeah. that were driving around uh, the world or something. But this, they were like go-karts that we got to drive. It was on a track, but you had some steering. Yeah, you had the uh, steering you had, and you go it, back and forth on the like track. Disneyland yeah. has but a you tried simil not to, similar thing and... And you have is like, that still around? I I don't know actually, but I remember doing it at Disneyland. But yeah, it gives you that like within the wheel, the track of the the vehicle, you could go in between. Yeah, oh, so cool. The nineteen oh eight New York to Paris race. New York to Paris. So cool. Yeah, I know. I'm so bummed. Cool. And they replaced it with some bullshit down there. It's like <laughs> so. Well, lame, they have a dude. bunch of. <laughs> I know, but they've also they literally put in like five rides know, for that dude. one. <laughs> But I'm with you. That was the best. Yeah. It was such a good one. Yeah, that was like early driving. You'd do that in the bumper cars and it was like, I, I know how to drive. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> I got this. Anything where you have <laughs> yeah. like a little bit of control like that is pretty sweet, you know? That big pad on the steering wheel. Yeah. 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 And just the weird belt that you got in. Mm -hmm. 
Some mm-hmm. leather belt. It's like, yeah, you just swip it around here. <laughs> and they were cool. Like, they were kind of like messenger bag. Bugatti-esque. Little, like there was yeah. a blue one, you know, like a Bugatti and stuff. So cool. Totally. That was rad. Bummed. Dude, there's probably some old timer in Santa Cruz that designed those cars. Probably, yeah. He made them in his backyard, dude. No, nah, nah, they like were probably made by like a... A company in L.A., like a place in L.A. made um, for all the amusement yeah. parks or something. It's like an amusement company. It kind of seems like one of those. Uh, there aren't that many amusement parks. It kind of seems like a one-off thing. Like, you think there were other The Great Race rides with all these cars? Well, I think that one in the boardwalk was really similar. I can't remember, though. There were these weird early race cars that you'd jump in. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You could be right. You could be right. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. wouldn't put it past them. Maybe Offenhauser built them. Yeah, probably. Or was that yeah. a Lola? Was a Lola chassis? Yeah, or? it was a Lola chassis, I think. <laughs> L-O-L-A. It has offy heads. Yeah, and a uh, blower Offy fan manifold. That's what I always hear. It has an offy manifold. Cool, yeah. dude. Legendary. Yeah. Cool, dude. <laughs> cool, dude. <laughs> 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 on your, on your, your flathead V8. dork. You stupid dork. <laughs> 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 nice brakes you got there. Yeah, dude. That thing must be fast. Right. No. <laughs> It's scary, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's podcast. Alrighty. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Later. Yeah. Take see care you. of yourselves. Take care. Bye. Okay, bye. about the gram this isn't about the fam this is about the gram patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome do you enjoy the dwa podcast give us a little love and support us on patreon and get some awesome bonuses like a weekly exclusive patreon podcast exclusive stickers koozies and discounts on everything in our store early access to rallies and other dwa events and much much more um yeah it really helps us out if you become a patron of the podcast and we hook you up with some really cool stuff so join us now at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome thanks